It's Thursday of the third week of Advent. Welcome to today's AdventCast. This is Father John Zulsdorf. Beginning on the 17th of December, we are going to be going into the last phase of our Advent preparation before Christmas. And that's when the famous O antiphons begin. I thought maybe we'd get a preview of that with the help of Father Parsh in his wonderful book, The Church's Year of Grace. The final step in our Christmas preparation comes with the so-called O antiphons, a series of seven anthems sung at the Magnificat on the last seven days before the Vigil of Christmas. Nothing similar precedes any other feast. So called because of the exclamatory O with which they begin, these antiphons originated during the 6th and 7th centuries and were originally used with the Benedictus at Lauds. Actually, they are better suited to the morning hour. Originally, there were nine such typical Advent prayers. All have the same melody and structure, resembling a Roman collect, an invocation to the coming of the Lord, expressed by the opening phrase or symbol, for example, O Wisdom, O Root of Jesse, O Rising Dawn, a brief clarification or explanation of the invocation, the petition, introduced by an emphatic Veni, come, upon which follows the plea for redemption. These sublime little songs neatly embody all that the prophets of old said of the Messiah. The melody to which they are chanted is marvelously expressive of intense desire. They are the rorate of mankind. A very definite progression of thought can be noted in these antiphons. At first we see the Son of God in his pre-earthly existence as uncreated wisdom who made the world and ordered all things mightily and lovingly. This creation of the visible universe is a symbol of the much loftier recreation of human souls through redemption soon to be effected. The next three antiphons portray the Messiah in his Old Testament role as God of the covenant and leader of the people in the desert. The root of Jesse, the descendant of David and the victorious king, the key of David, that is the fulfillment and conclusion of all Old Testament mysteries and types. We pray that the Redeemer may fulfill these promises in our regard. The fifth antiphon draws on nature as its use of the sun as a symbol of Christ. The text is not wholly unfamiliar, since a portion is taken from Jesus' own words. May he illumine the dark spots in our hearts. The sixth antiphon pictures the Gentiles stretching out yearning arms to the Redeemer, for he must unite Jew and Gentile into one people of God. Our petition is for the salvation of all mankind. Finally, in the seventh antiphon, all our previous cries are combined in the name given to the Redeemer by the prophet, Emmanuel, that is, God with us. Day by day, we will join these various antiphons to the Magnificat in one fervent Advent prayer. In monasteries, the O antiphons are chanted solemnly in choir, sometimes with added ceremony. The abbot, standing in pontifical vesture at his throne, intones the first one while the abbey bells are rung. They continue to peal throughout the singing of the Magnificat. On each following day, the monk next in rank, vested in a cope, intones the antiphon from the great lectern in the middle of the choir.
There are two kinds of desire. There is passive desire, such as that of St. Augustine, when he kept repeating that he wished to be converted on the morrow. Hell is full of people who desired exactly that. Next, there is also efficacious desire, which is that of the man who intends to employ the necessary means of putting his resolution into practice. This is the kind of desire by which we should be animated. It may be that we shall encounter many falls and obstacles before we can carry out our resolutions, but the important thing is not to lose heart. We must keep going forward with the help of God, and at least at the hour of death, our efforts will be crowned with success. Cardinal Bacci